Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders from The Wonderful World of Dance, and today we're discussing life of a freelancer with dancer and choreographer Lizzie Goff. Lizzie's freelance career has been extensive with a wide variety of incredible projects, including as a TV judge, a TV presenter, loads of dance um, projects, uh, choreographer, and many of you may, might know her from her So You Think You Can Dance, where she came um, running up in third position. She's had loads of roles in film and TV and theatre. She's a mentor, creative director, and trustee to a number of dance companies in the UK as well. Her recent project sees her both as dancer and artistic, sorry, assistant choreographer to the critically acclaimed winning choreographer Kate Quince on her latest production, Message in a Bottle, which is an amazing production coming to Sadler's Wells at the Peacock Theatre and features music by Sting. So let's find out all about what's happening. Hi, Lizzie. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. <laughs> I see you're in the studio. You've been rehearsing today, haven't you? Yeah, we're in the final week of production week, so we've just been kind of doing dress runs for the show. We're not, we still haven't done a run of Act 2 yet. We were supposed to have done that yesterday, but that's how the show business goes. You just have to be patient and make sure it works out. Safety first. So tell me, when did you first get into dance yourself? Um, when I was very young, I was a very hyperactive kid. So my mum took, she actually took my brother dancing. I actually had a pair of football boots before I started dancing. But um, yeah, I was just hyperactive. So my mum just took me to a dance class. And then from that day, I never looked back. I just, it just was always something I enjoyed doing. And even to be doing it as a career, I'm fun. It's just absolute fun. So you just froze there a little bit on my recording, yep. there, Lizzie. So yep. you, you were saying that um, your mum took you to class and you actually yep. had some football boots before you um, put on your ballet yeah. slippers. Tell me about the training that you've had um, that has led to this incredible career. Um, yeah, so I started at a local dance school, obviously just for fun. I did not see myself being a dancer at all um and then i remember reading a magazine it might have been like dancing times or something like that because we never had internet back in our days and yeah i just saw a picture and i was like wow i really want to do that and uh there was a few colleges so i applied to them which was like london studios northern uh contemporary i think northern ballet uh, lane theater arts all those lot um and then I managed to get into all of them but I chose Lane Theatre Arts just because actually it was closer to my parents Mm -hmm. and I was 16 when I first left so my parents were very much like you can go here um and come home on weekends and stuff like that so you know they were very worried that I was very young and I went to college just away from them but it was the best training um yeah and it's it's just really nice so I'm more musical theatre based uh and technical but obviously in the industry I'm known as a hip-hop dancer or a street street dancer I want to say hip-hop and once you sort of went through that training tell me about the the horizon that sort of was there for you as a dancer what was what were you looking towards at that point in your life um 
well, when I when I went to the lanes for me, it was just the discipline and the fo- having a focus and having something to work towards. I wasn't necessarily thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to go on the West End. I'm going to do this. It was just the training in classes every day, and I never missed a day of college. Like my parents had to pay for it, so. Um, I always made sure I was there every day. Even if I was really sick, I was like, nah, I'm going. Um, and I worked my butt off and, and I'm so happy for it. And to have that goal of just trying to be the best I can be, because there was other people that were way better than me. But for me, I used that as uh, inspiration. And then that I just found my own confidence and my own style. So I'm still trying to find it now. Like when we're doing message in a bottle, it's nice to go back to my training again and actually use it. And a lot of people are quite shocked because they're, they're like, you did ballet and you did tap and you do this. And I'm like, yeah, that's my, uh, I did that 15 years ago. So it's really nice and refreshing to bring back those memories um, now in the show that I'm doing. So tell me about the, the career that you have forged and those sort of early days where you were, you know, looking to become a full-time professional dancer. Mm-hmm. Were, were you thinking that you wanted to have a sort of multifaceted career as a freelancer or were you thinking that you, what were your sort of thoughts? When I left college, I don't know, it was like a, for me, when I left college, it was kind of a whirlwind. Um, I never really got jobs in, in musical theatre for some reason. I think my, my singing's terrible. So um, it just didn't really happen for me. But I remember one student, he's now an actor in America, doing really well, but he was like, Lizzie, come to Pineapple Dance Studios and we can learn a bit of street dance. So I was like, okay. So we snuck during our third year of college and go, go went into London, got the train, did a class and then came back. And for me, it really opened my eyes up that the industry is so big. Um, so then when I left, I just kept training. I, I went to Pineapple Studios when I left college because I wasn't really working as a, a musical theatre person. And even though it was hard, I just made sure that, nope, as long as I keep dancing. And then I met new people and I found people that I really could relate to. And then I learned, I remember I walked past a breakdance class. This is terrible. And obviously you see guys in there spinning on their heads and on their backs. And I was like, wow, this is cool. So then I went in and obviously they could see I could, I was trained. So they really started helping me. And then that's actually how I managed to get my breaking foundations and then went into my, yeah, like the breaking side of things and then went to locking classes with Jimmy Williams. So that's how I kind of then seeped into the commercial industry, as we say. So, yeah, it, it, it's kind of strange because my best friends are still in musical theatre and one of them's a Matilda as the dance captain and all that. So we have the same lives but very different. But uh, it's great. And what does the commercial dance scene look like here in in London, in the UK, for sort of listeners and viewers around the world? Mm-hmm. What does um, it the, the commercial industry in London is actually very open to, to new talent. Um, back in the day, it was very, I don't know what the word is, it, it was very hard to get into these circles. Whereas I think now, because of social media, it really is based on talent um, and not I'm not saying just looks that is that unfortunately that is part of the game still but I've, I've really noticed the growth of the English uh, or the UK kind of industry and, and, I, and I actually admire it and for me it always keeps me on my toes because uh, there's always new talent and it, yeah it's just inspiring and, and I love it because a lot of choreographers are open to, to, to new ideas and new styles and trying new things so I think um, the UK are great 
and like a lot of them then go to America or go abroad and work but really that it's just as strong as it is anywhere else in the world and what does your typical day look like for you or your typical week maybe with this crazy career (laughs) that you've got Mm, well the the life of a dancer really varies like some days I do absolutely nothing um however I always keep myself busy so if it was a day off I would normally kind of get up in the morning I don't like to waste my day so I'll get up in the morning I would normally train yoga um in the mornings maybe or late evenings just to keep my fitness up um and then during the day I'll try and do classes um, just to always keep in the loop of things. But then if I have, don't have a day off, then I genuinely, like for today, I would get up, we come straight to rehearsals, we do a company warm-up every day, so for half an hour, or on Wednesdays we have a ballet bar, which is amazing, um, and we do that six days a week. So then we finish about 7 p.m., 8 p.m., and then, yeah, I start my day again. And I try and do yoga in the evenings straight after rehearsals for myself, just because I've had many injuries. So for me, I always have to keep on top of things and I, I train to maintain sometimes not to gain so I can be at my top peak for my work. And tell me about some of these wonderful projects that you have been involved in over over the years. I mean there's Ooh. obviously you know Kate Prince's um, Zoo Nations, Revolution, yeah. you know there's Blazers mm-hmm. a huge um, uh, lineup and then of course you've got uh, some you know Swan Lake reloaded in there and yeah, Nutcracker yeah. as well. Tell me, tell me about this. Um, this, uh, this sort yeah. of work of yours. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind, I think, with my work. Um, I think things started kicking off. So when I left college, I didn't get work for the first two years, three years, four years, and then I just kept training and I did one audition and I managed to. Um, get involved with the, the choreographer Kim Gavin or he's more of a creative director now um, so I did Take That's tour and that was my first ever big tour um, and then I went into So You Think You Can Dance um, and at the time one of my best friends was like you should do this it's fun and I really didn't want to go for me it was like nah I'm not into that kind of thing um, but again that was an, an amazing platform because it really trained me up to everything that I'm doing now um, and from there that's when I got to meet Kate Prince because she was the first choreographer I had for a street dance routine um, and then yeah and then she used me for her show some like it hip-hop which was brilliant like I got to play the lead Jojo and that for me that's the hardest show we've ever done and we brought it back this year which is seven years later or ten years went since we first did it and that was hard and I played the same character and I also was a resident choreographer so then I taught everybody the whole show again so that was a a milestone and yeah just shows have led on to other shows I had the choreographer Frank uh, Frederick Frederick well we call him Benke he's based in Sweden he was part of bounce which they revolize uh, revolize it's not even a word they revolutionized the kind of hip-hop theater kind of thing um, and he did Swan Lake Reloaded and Nutcracker so I managed to work with the international cast and um, yeah my, my jobs have kind of bounced and that's what I love about this industry is you'll do one job and it will lead to another and you never know what you're going to do next. Um, and that's why I sometimes even do a message in a bottle. At first, I didn't want to do this. Um, I did the research and development and I, I fractured my, my back and I was like, I just don't think I can do this, Kate. And then when we did the, the first workshop with Sting watching, 
I was like, yeah, I'm in, I'm going to do this. And um, yeah, I've never looked back. You know, sometimes you, you hit bumps on the, on the way, but I think the best thing is just to never give up and, and find another way to make it work. So, yeah. Well, let's talk about Message in a Bottle. You just yeah. mentioned there that you were, you know, performing in front of Sting, whose music is yeah. obviously featured. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about, you know, what has it been like? Because your role is, is both dancer and the uh, assistant choreographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Message in a Bottle, it's, yeah, Kate had an idea, just as we all do, and she was like, oh, I fancy doing some of Sting's music. And, you know, she already is in kind of partnership with Sadler's Wells. Um, and that's how we did some like hip hop and stuff. But yeah, he came and watched one of our R&Ds, which is a research and development. So we did about four numbers for him. Um, and yeah, he absolutely loved it. And he was kind of blown away by the way that we can make dance still relate to music. Um, and I think for him to see it in real life was, was really, truly special. And I'm so glad. And then we did it the year after. And then, yeah, so... Um, now we're actually in full swing of this show. I think it's going to be epic. Um, it, it's a process, but I think any dancer that will come and see the show will be inspired because every single person on that stage has an individual role. No one person does the same thing. So all I can say is good luck to whoever teaches this show again. But it's, um, it's, a, it's a very intense show, but every person has their own special place. And that's what I love about Kate's work is um, yeah, it's, it's just amazing. And you have to come and see it. The story is very deep. It's a very interesting subject. Um, the story is kind of based on the refugees um, that, that have had to leave their countries. I'm not going to say which specific countries because it's actually happened in many places in the world. And, and that's the beautiful thing with dance. We're not, it's not a cheesy number. It's not a, hey, this is us dancing. It's actually got such a meaningful story. And I didn't realize how many amazing songs Sting has. Um, so I think when you come to watch it, it will really be a roller coaster. Um, and the stage crew and the production are brilliant. Like the, the stuff they're creating is phenomenal. And yeah, I'm just excited. I just want to do, I can't wait for tomorrow. Hopefully we got our first restaurant and then we can really feel the, the, the feeling of the show. Um, so yeah. And how do you sort of swing from <clears throat> Being the dancer in the show and also the artistic, sorry, I keep saying artistic, I keep meaning yeah, yeah. to say assistant <laughs> choreographer. Um, um, yeah, how does that work? Yeah, being to, to assist, basically, I'm assisting Kate Prince. So a lot of the time, you know, she has so much information in her head, and many a time she's just kind of like, I need steps that reflect this kind of feeling, or I need movement that can help this, or what would look clean, what will, so yeah, we, we have to jump in and out a lot. And, um, you know, we're very lucky. We, we, we're doing a new system called um, alternative casting. So it's not just like one of my characters is Amby, but it's not just my role. I actually share it with a couple of other people. So each person has a couple of roles. I only luckily have one because um, obviously I've been assisting, but a lot of people, they have two or three characters they're doing. Um, so it's been good because then I can jump out, have a look and then go back in and yeah, it's been nice to bring back the choreography that we did from the research and development weeks as well. So, but there's quite a lot of us as a creative team that are on board. Um, we also have the associate, uh, choreographer Lucas. So, um, 
yeah, he's he's fascinating. Uh, fascinating. Well, he's fascinating too. But he's um, really, really good, and I've learned so much from him as well. And you mentioned before that you're still sort of trying to find your own personal style, or that it's constantly yeah. developing. Um, mm -hmm. Tell me about some of the other work that you have choreographed. Um, yep. Have you done oh, yeah, other pieces? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I sometimes forget what I've done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been, I've been, I did a couple of like music videos and stuff like that. But then um, I've been quite lucky to go more into TV work, um, and I've been working a lot in Holland. So I did my fourth year uh, doing a TV show called Dance, Dance, Dance. And at first we were kind of recreating music videos, but actually the last year that we just had, we could do our own, you know, choreography to, to some iconic tunes. And um, yeah, it's, it's for me, it's like I love to try different things, um, uh, but I love to do like the old classic kind of dancing as well. So I love to do my tap. I love to do more... Um, partner work I love to do that but then I love it when we get like the real contemporary pieces um but then also I can do like the locking pieces so if it's a funk number I can do that so my style is very um it depends what mood I'm in and it depends what the music's saying I don't have a particular style which is a good thing but also for me sometimes it's a bad thing because if people say to me uh can you take a teacher workshop what style do you want to do I'm like oh I don't know uh, it depends what mood I'm in. I might give you a locking routine or I might just give you a kind of contemporary floor routine. I don't know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. And um, I'm still finding my niche. Um, and also due to, like I said before, like injuries, sometimes a thing that I used to always do, sometimes I can't. So then I'm like, okay, how can I be a clever dancer or clever performer if I can't do that now? How can I try this? So it's, it's good. I'm always testing myself and keeping myself on my toes. And the injuries that you've mentioned, it's always a challenge for, for dancers. How, yeah. how did it affect you and sort of how did you, I guess, recover and, and come back? Um, well, the, the first big injury I had is I fractured my, my back. Um, I fractured my L5 and I tore something. I'm really bad at uh, anatomy. Um, but I just remember being quite a lot of pain and I just then had to rest, but actually I did a lot of Pilates and I did a lot of, uh, aqua swimming and exercises like that. And then just before we started messaging a bottle, um, from when I did some like a hip hop, uh, I, I've torn both my meniscuses and my knees, um, which was super painful. And I thought I was going to have to pull out of this show because it was very bad. And obviously production, it's, it, you know, I'm a bit of a liability, but I've had the two injections, like cortisone, um, and it's, it's a miracle. And I've just been training every day and keeping myself strong. And the, 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 yeah, it's just about training to maintain for myself, for myself now and just keeping my body on top to form because you get, sometimes you get asked in the industry, oh, can you perform now? And you're not quite warm and stuff. So you can't take anything for granted. And it is true, your, your body's number one and you really have to look after your body, but also your mind too. You have to really stay focused and, um, yeah, look out for yourself and look out for each other as well. Yeah, because you're not in a company where there's structure and all that support mm. and the medical and all the you yeah, know, exactly. dance masters, ballet masters, whatever. You know, yeah. you're really responsible for your own development yeah. really and you've got to worry about yeah. your career and your jobs your and your auditions yeah. how, how do you how do you ma manage all of that and and staying as you say sort of you know fully on form you, you must have so many um, things to do 
yeah well that's I think that's why I'm always quite busy I'm always I'm always training or I'm always trying to go to classes and keep trying I'm always trying to educate myself every day and I'm always trying to make sure that I know as much as I can best of my knowledge and learn from each other like I asked other other dancers like well what do you do to make sure you stay fit or how do you do this oh let me try and train this you know because you know everything's always evolving and you're always evolving your body's always changing um and the industry is always changing so for me it's just to change with it like there's no point fighting against it however uh, i do believe firmly that it's always good to like learn the foundations so it's good to go back to the roots so i've really enjoyed doing our ballet like ballet classes and lucas has been leading that and he's really been on our cases just with a normal tonju or a, a, a simple plie um, to watch our alignment and I'm like yeah this is true because you when you leave college that bubble's gone you know you have to look after yourself and you can't cheat you know you can find ways to make things work but you can't cheat because when you do knee injuries happen <laughs> and then you think oh what happened so um yeah I think it's just always be open to learn and never give up I know it sounds cheesy but just never give up well, um, your role as mentor um, that I was reading about as well, and you started giving some advice there. What sort yeah. of um, what sort of advice or what sort of things do you say to the, the dancers that you are mentoring? Um, a lot of the time, it's don't worry about what other people think, you know, and and especially because when I did say so you think sometimes as well, you get really into your head, or when you start new productions, you get you think, oh, they said that to me, but sometimes I'm like, no, they're just saying what's on their mind. Look into it, take it as a, I don't say compliment, but take it as something to take and then learn from it and think from every angle why they would have said that, you know, um, and yeah, I just think always be willing to learn that that's my main thing when, when in this industry and when i'm mentoring people is just to know your limits and know your restrictions and know how far you can push yourself to then find that barrier and then push a little bit further for you because no one dances exactly the same no one and that's the beauty of you know all the production productions i've worked in no one's the same as me. I'm not the same as them. They're not the same as each other. But you can find that middle ground balance where you can dance the same as each other and compromise and make it work. And, um, yeah, you just have to be smart. You know, you have to be a smart dancer and an intelligent dancer. You don't have to be the best. Obviously, we do want to be the best. But <laughs> you want to be a smart, intelligent dancer, and that will make you the best. And with all the um, different types of projects that are out there, are you auditioning a lot yourself? Is, do you find that your or for freelancers are you know sort of on, um, on that sort of treadmill a little bit, or is it different? I, I find it's a bit harder. Like I'm, I'm like I'm 35 now, so for me, I don't tend to have to audition as much now. But in my 20s, I went to so many auditions, turned away from so many auditions. Um, and I think now as I got older, you know, and, and, I've, and I've loved every single one of them because I've taken something away and I have great memories, bad memories. I have every memory. Um, but now I think because of the work I've done, I've managed to get something because you meet someone, which I know it's such a shame because sometimes it's like, oh, who you know, not what you know, you know. And it is true. But also that's why for me, I, I never take it for granted. And I make sure that I deserve that place that I get if I, if I get a job. Um, but if I do audition, it's mainly for commercials, like actual, um, 
TV commercials and stuff like that, then then I go to an audition because you have to go to a casting, you have to do the whole look at my hand profiles for the face, and it is mainly about your image. Um, so I do like to still do those types of auditions, um, but now I'm moving more into the creation process and more of off stage type of dancing than being in in front. So I don't have to tend to audition a lot, um, but yeah, it, it, I would still do an audition if I needed to, but I've done quite a lot of work and I'm really happy with where I am. So now for me personally, I just want to keep progressing and go more into the production side of shows and productions and stuff. And is there some sort of projects that you're working on at the moment? What's next for you after the message in a bottle? Oh, this is a hard one. I've had many projects come up and a lot of had to turn down because it was during this this process so for once in my life I've actually had to say no to a lot of jobs and then just blank it out and not think about it um, and this will take me up until May uh, till June um, and also for me I like to travel so I'm actually being a little bit selfish in my career and for once I'm actually gonna I say for once I've been traveling last year as well but whenever I get a moment I try and venture the world and go to another place I've never been to to learn their culture the way that they move the the, what they eat and stuff like that because I feel it's very important to make myself a people person and understand different cultures and different way of people living because like, it really helps when you, you're, in your, you're in a working situation um, and like for instance when I was working in Holland you know it was very hard because yes they speak English but their first language is Dutch so I get used to working in foreign countries I've worked in Russia um, and I've just learned about like body language and how to communicate with different people. So yeah, this year I'm also doing a little tick list of traveling. <laughs> that sounds um, very exciting. And yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I noticed um, as well with, the, with your sort of roster of, of roles, TV presenter um, mm -hmm. and dance judge. Yes. Tell me about that. Um, so after I had to say, you think you can dance uh, obviously I was working a lot with BBC um, and then we got they, they have another channel called CBBC so uh, I ended up I still had to audition for this as well um, and I managed to get the role as a judge on this TV show and it was um, for children who do street dance um, and they were brilliant so for me it was really nice and inspiring and stuff so I got to work alongside some other judges um, and then from that I had just went into presenting for um, kids so like how to do street dance how to do a certain step um and how to go into different stuff so that's how kind of my my career ended up into judging um and presenting but also i judge for udo which is another kind of um competition kind of thing so it's it's, it's interesting because for me it really educates me of how big the industry is um and how talented a lot of people are so then finally, um, just back to message in a bottle, what yes. do you hope that the audience will take away from the performance? Ooh, um, oh, that's a hard one. If, if people come to, not if, when people come to see message in a bottle, I think for me, I want them to take the, the realness of this story and how, how beautiful dance can really project uh, a story and how it can really influence people's lives. You know, dance is not just dance, it's not just five, six, seven, eight, but the music and the blend of the dance that these guys have created, I think people are gonna go home thinking, 
about a lot of things and not just how I don't know I don't know how to say it I just hope people go home feeling inspired um, and not just going home going oh that was a lovely uh, show I really want people to go home and talking about it and, and questioning things in their lives that will also reflect it in the future well, every time I've seen one of um, Kate Prince's work, I've gone away mm -hmm. bouncing down the street. And I love the uh, the idea of tackling quite an important social issue, really, and, and yeah, yeah. actually uh, delving into this, the individual stories that are really necessary to be told. Um, I love that idea that she's doing that. And, yeah. And you're, you're doing that. So for yeah. listeners, just a thank you very much. So listeners and viewers, Make sure you get to Saddler's Wells at the Peacock Theatre and see uh, Message in a Bottle. And also, you must follow Lizzie. So let me give you all the details. <laughs> so for tickets for the shows, go to saddlerswells.com and it's running from the 6th of February to the 21st of March, which is quite an impressively long run. It is. Brilliant. And check out more of Lizzie at her website, lizziegoff.com. That's G-O-U-G-H.com. And follow on Insta. Lizzie, L-I-Z-Z-I-E dot T-O-U-G-H, Lizzie dot golf. Thank you so much, Lizzie. I'll let you get back to your rehearsal. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.